Hello, and welcome to the latest podcast from the Retco Manager. I'm Paul Rock, the Head of Communications, and I'm joined by Amelia Bray, Communications and Events Manager. Amelia, tell me, do you know what links National Tofu Day, Ginger Cat Appreciation Day, and the anniversary of the Retail Energy Code? I don't know, but I'm sure you're about to tell me. <laughs> well, fascinatingly, they all fall on the 1st of September. That's right, the REC is celebrating its first birthday. And in this podcast, we're going to take a look back at some of the highlights of the last year. Wow, you have a lot of time on your hands to know that information. But can you believe it's been a year? I can hardly believe it, uh, but the extra grey hairs might tell me otherwise. It seems like a long time ago that we switched on the Code Manager service right at the launch of REC version 2. And of course, the work started a fair amount of time even before that. We were writing out to industry in July 2021 about committee representatives, and since then, we've held around 50 committee meetings discussing major industry issues. That's right. And under the REC, we've been able to save our committee members money and time by hosting all our meetings virtually. Um, that's helped the carbon footprint of the code as well. We learned a lot in the early days about our committees, including what some of our industry parties were missing in our new ways of working. One of the most significant successes of the last year for me was the establishment of the new operational metering forums in June, which provided a new valuable space for stakeholders to come together and discuss important safety and technical information related to metering. The committees have been critical vehicles for making sure change is properly assessed and challenged as it's raised into the REC process. 60 change proposals were brought in front of the REC committees in the first year of operations, and our members have done a terrific job of making sure that the REC arrangements evolve in a way that benefits the whole market. Notably, in July, we saw the implementation of REC version 3, which brought forward wide-ranging requirements around faster switching. That's right, Amelia. Uh, REC version 3 was a huge landmark for the REC, um, introduced a whole host of change for our parties, we were pleased to host uh, 10 events, I think it was, in the lead up to Go Live. Um, and across these events, 570 attendees joined us um, as we explored the impacts of Rec Version 3 on their organisations. We're incredibly grateful for the feedback that you provided to us and we'll continue to support you with the new ways of working over the coming weeks and months. In fact, many of our stakeholders have provided great feedback about the support provided by the Operational Account Manager Service since Rec Go Live. Every REC party has a dedicated OAM whose role it is to guide them through the REC arrangements. We've held 540 meetings with REC parties and have ensured that they have a friendly face that they know they can speak to. Our OAMs are also responsible for taking new applicants through the REC change process and have managed 133 applications in the first 12 months. Yeah, it sounds like they've been incredibly busy, Amelia. Uh, and of course, the OEMs work very closely with our performance assurance function too, to make sure that when parties enter the REC, they're able to take steps to maintain their qualification status every year. We're really grateful to parties for supporting the activities of the code manager by providing us with data, which enables us to verify that parties are doing what they need to under the REC. And working with the performance assurance board, We've identified a number of key risks and established a performance assurance operating plan to drive improvements in standards across both industry parties and surge providers such as the code manager, uh, but other third party surge providers as well. 
As the communication and events manager, I'm acutely aware that clear and timely communications are critical for ensuring that our stakeholders come with us on our REC journey. We have put together and evolved our communication strategy, which aims to ensure that the right people are provided with the right information at the right time and through the right channels. Some of the tools that we use to make this happen are our weekly bulletins, monthly podcasts, social media channels, and the REC portal. We spoke previously about the REC version 3 events that we held, and we've also hosted an additional 21 events over the course of the year on a huge number of topic areas, including EMAR, MSC, and SDEP. Like our committees, we manage our events virtually, and we've developed innovative ways of ensuring that our events are accessible to all. We record all our events and upload recordings to our Code Manager YouTube channel, and these links are shared via our social media channels and the weekly bulletin. Over a 1,000 of our stakeholders have attended our events, while a further 800 have watched our recordings on YouTube. And while we've had great success with many of our communications vehicles, it's no secret that there have been challenges with the implementation of a fully functioning portal solution. Our vision is that the portal will be an accessible tool facilitating two-way conversation across REC stakeholders, but we're not there yet. We do have plans in place to make sure that your requirements continue to be met as the platform evolves. We know there's work to do in this space, but we are proud of some of the changes that we have been able to bring about in the portal. For example, in May, we delivered a new REC wiki area, which provides a hub for hundreds of articles about retail market arrangements and the REC. We've also developed a REC news page, which provides a one-stop shop for useful information about the REC and onward links to areas of the portal. And we also launched a REC metering hub, a separate area providing a central source of information relevant to those working in the metering space. We're about to launch a new dashboard solution to greatly enhance the ways that we manage performance assurance data on the platform. So while we do acknowledge that there is still challenges to overcome on the portal, we are proud of the steps that we have taken to add value to the portal solution. That's right, Paul. We've seen a tremendous amount of traffic through our service desk as well, with over 10,000 queries raised in the first 12 months. We are proud to be able to say our service desk has responded to nearly 7,000 queries within the first 24 hours, and the creation of the new chatbot tool is helping us to get more answers to you even quicker or support in redirecting you to get those answers. Amelia, it's, it's fair to say that it's been a, a really busy year. We've recently published our Code Manager's annual report and published that on the, on the REC portal. In that report, we go into much more detail about some of our achievements, the lessons we've learned from the first 12 months and our forward-looking plan as well. But to wrap up today, I'd like to extend my thanks to all of our REC stakeholders for their cooperation over the past year. We've learned an awful lot about how our service will need to evolve to continue to support you and how we should be providing a best-in-class service to, to meet your needs. We hope that you agree that, for the most part, we've been able to hit the ground running and we do appreciate the time that you've taken to work with us to overcome our outstanding hurdles. Thanks, Paul. And that's all from us for this podcast. Thank you for listening and keep an ear out for more podcasts coming soon. Until next time.